Britain is home to almost 30,000 Thai people. And in the heart of southwest London is Europe's only purpose-built Thai temple, where I'll be serving up a very special meal. I love Thai food. I love cooking it and I love eating it. But this has to be the most daunting task so far. Helping me fulfill this honor and privilege is Chang, executive chef at the Blue Elephant, one of London's top Thai restaurants. Chang's authentic money bags are delicious. But I want to show him my take on a classic, Thailand's national dish, Pad Thai. OK, a quick Pad Thai. I fry shallots, garlic and chilli, with salt and a little bit of sugar. Colour on the shallots. Half the spring onions. This is a dish I love cooking at home. I'm using delicious king prawns and adding some extras like chilli and tamarind paste. I'm so excited I'm going to be cooking for the monks today. Yes. Never cooked for me monks too, before. Me too, you know. Those prawns smell amazing. My pad thai is made sweet and sour with fish sauce, salt and sugar. Turn up the gas. And then a tamarind paste. A beaten egg is cooked in the wok and then added with the noodles and bean sprouts to the sauce. I hope they're going to be happy with this, you know that? I think the bang will be happy. Prawns and fresh coriander finish the pad thai. But what will Chan think of my quick and easy version of this classic? And then some peanuts around the outside. Happy? Oh, no. But I have to test. Yeah, please, I'd Before like you to... go call Pad Thai, I have to test it first. What do you want to know from me? Ask me. Well, uh, uh, how is it? Hmm? Oh, no. Look at that face. This is not Pad Thai at all. This is not Pad Thai? No. no. Pad Thai has to be sweet, sour and salty. I think that doesn't taste too bad. It's not perfect. For you, but not for me. According to you from Studio 212, South Lake Union, Seattle, Washington, part of the Soundcasting Network, this is going to be episode 130 of Grill. How long, say, mister? It's snowing. It snowed, and it's two weeks. It's going to take two weeks. Sure it's snowing. <laughs> uh, I am one of the hosts of this podcast about the restaurant industry, cooking, uh, and all that bullshit. My name is Bobby Stills. In studio with me. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Eric. Hi, Eric. What do you do? Uh, I cook things. Where are you from? I'm from here. <laughs> I grew up in Olympia. <laughs> Oli's <laughs> finest. Uh, Eric Rivera, chef extraordinaire, pop-up king, uh, Latino, yeah. uh, Puerto Rican. Call me whatever. Uh, I've been called worse. That's actually kind of nice. Fro, fro man. Yeah. Keith, Queef, mm. Yo. kid, is here in studio. He was actually here last week, too, when I uh, did my intro outro for that uh, Sean O'Neill cool episode. Cool, dude. But uh, I lied and said I was in here by myself. Damn. So anyway, uh, we have not we did not have a show last week because here in Seattle we had a polar vortex hit our buttholes. Snow my god. Snow my god. Snowmageddon. I don't know. Uh, I snowcopolis. I loved it personally. I hated it. Well, did you shut yeah, down the restaurant? I did. For how long? Uh, three days. For the safety of your yes, employees and everybody, and just really silly that you know being open and trying to act all tough and shit. It's not cool. Did you? Go out? Did you sit at home? Um, I sat at home. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know what, man? It's it's like I live on Capitol Hill, so it's kind of hilly. Um, so it's kind of hard to get around, and hence the name Capitol Hill. Yeah, Capitol Mounds. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> party uh, mountain. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little different. Um, I didn't. 
Shit was lit. It's kind of a thing that doesn't really happen very often, and I don't think people. It was some lit. some restaurant owners and restaurateurs underestimated how serious it was, and they tried to stay open and be tough. But you know, fuck that. That's yeah. There were a couple. I, I wanted to touch base on this. We'll we'll get into this, and well, I guess we can get into it now. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about Valentine's Day too. Sure. Uh, but there's a bunch of articles uh, that people had written in Seattle about small businesses, about how much money they lost with being shut down. Um, I understand where they're coming from, but it's part of good planning. Right. Of knowing those kinds of things happen. Sometimes restaurants, there's plumbing issues that happen. Of course. There are uh, breakdowns of, of, of equipment failure. Cool. And you're supposed to have it. I know there is a very fine line that you walk in the restaurant industry with their profit margins. Absolutely. Right. But you have to. And you always are against investors. Absolutely. You don't like that. No. But if you are a small business and you don't have a lot of money, what are you to do when, when those costs pop up? What do you do? Eric, what would you do? Um, you know, we've had a couple things kind of pop up with things breaking and people not being able to be around. Um, I just think it's uh, the difference is scaling really at the end of the day. Yeah. It's how much do you need in order to make the restaurant work? You know, if you have a restaurant where you're doing hundred to 200 covers, you know, you need five or 10 servers, you need five or 10 cooks, you need you know, all this crazy shit going on. Um, so before you know it, you can have a swing of 20 people not showing up to work or showing up to work. You have to pay them and guests can't come and you have to stay right. home, you know? So at the end of the day, sell tickets and you won't have that fucking problem. Oh, come so on. I'm You're always say, on that ticket. Train. I am because you know what we were able to do is even before the snow got there, we actually emailed all of our guests and said, Hey, listen, here's what's going to happen. You know, we'd like to not have you, you know, just get here and have a bad time and yeah. be scared and have anxiety of getting home or it's snowing or whatever else. So we just transferred them to a different time. End of story. They had already paid. Yeah. See you later. Did anybody ask for the money back? No. 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 Everything went smoothly. Because okay. we did it ahead of time. Yeah. You were proactive about it. We literally looked at the same way we look at data and everything else all the time. Um, we said, hey, how big is this snow- snowstorm going to be? And who are we going to take seriously? Yeah. You know, are we going to listen to people or are we just going to get measles and die and not pay attention to it? <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened. We paid attention and that's okay. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel bad. I mean, I really want to support my friends. I've of seen course. A, lot of, a lot of them bitching online saying like, hey, we lost a lot of money. Of course. We need you to come out and, and eat. And, yeah. You know, and support, that's part of it. Support, support their businesses. And, and that is, that's one of the things that you, you do want to have a good relationship with your community. Yeah. But it makes it really hard. Um, so we have really amazing purveyors here in the city and they were yeah. toughening it out. And a lot of people were, you know, trying to make it happen. But I, when I took it seriously was when I had purveyors going, we're not going to come to your restaurant on this day or this day. And I'm like, this is serious. We need to make uh, a move here. You know, we were scheduled to do a thing with Pike Brewery on Sunday and it was like a big event. It was like 900 something people. And I contacted them and I was like, I don't think we could do this. You know, we're tiny. And if I, one of our, you know, employees gets hurt, we're kind of fucked. Yeah. And so within a few hours, they canceled the event and said no. And they're like 900 tickets. We sold all the stuff. Oh shit. Yeah. And so then they had to change a whole thing. So for them, it's, that's a pretty big deal. You know, having to refund 900 tickets that you collected up front. Um, but how, how, how did they handle it? I mean, like, were they gracious about they it? They were completely gracious about it. They they emailed everybody. They said, hey, listen, you know, we're not going to make it. Oh, we're going to reschedule. They waited another day and they said, you know what? Actually, we're going to cancel the whole thing. We're not going to reschedule. In addition to that, we, you know, you get a credit. <laughs> we're going to give you like a credit to just come to one of our restaurants and have a glass of beer or whatever. Um, but we're not going to do it this year. Sorry. 
what? that's pretty cool too. Then that's amazing. You just don't see that from a lot of companies. You really don't. Um, you know, a lot of people will have an insurance policy <sighs> against something out. like that. And, you know, you end up in two seconds before you know it, you're fire festival. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, on a realistic level, it's, you know, if you're an institution like someone like Pike Brewery, you're a community driven place. So are you going to be nasty about it? Try to take everybody's money? Or are you going to be cool about it and, and be like, hey, we're in this for the long run? Well, we've, we've seen it play out both ways. Right. Like, it, there's always petty shit somewhere. Right. Right. No, so it's so, it's, yeah, it's just it's, interesting how how it all works. But you know, there's there's some really small businesses that probably couldn't afford to be closed the one or two days. Fuck no! Um, I mean, they're like walking. I mean, they're already walking a fucking right. tightrope when it comes to their budget, and that sucks. It does, suck. and that sucks. And there's employees also that weren't able to make money. And they're you know, not going to be able to make rent hourly and exactly. anything else and anything else. And that's not to talk shit about any of those people because that fucking sucks. You know, you just it can't does. do anything. I mean, we literally sat there and I'm like, "What the fuck are we supposed to do?" And I have my own employees that they're hourly, and I'm like, "I can't do anything. Like, we're not generating any money. We're not doing anything. What? Nothing's going on." I mean, and, and there's, there's here's the thing about it is that you're taking a chance when you decide to open up for business for sure um, because a you may be the only place that's open Absolutely. and so you may be fucking packed maybe. right maybe but possibly <laughs> but there are places that were right and I mean I was on, out I was out okay in the city. so like on Capitol Hill yeah yeah more density more fucking people. Nacho Bracho was popping right because anyway most of those people that live on the hill live on the hill so yeah. they can walk around two blocks and not a big deal but if Still you're falling, in Ballard ass. Fremont Ballard. Wallingford that kind of yeah. stuff it's like a kind of a crapshoot for people know? that listen to this show that don't live in Seattle I know that we had got a lot of flack online about people yeah. freaking out calling us pussies because it's like bitch we get snow all the time in the midwest or whatever what you motherfuckers don't understand here in seattle is this is not any flat ground anywhere no, it's, it's called elevation and, and physics and, and our city is not equipped to deal with the snow we do not spend we do not have the infrastructure or the money to pay for your snow plows right your salt you know your salt um only bath salts that's right. Right. Smoke that's a lot of those things. Great. And those are great. They're good for you. Yes. You know, you, go, you, can, you can travel to a foreign land while being in Seattle. But besides the bath salts, you know, we don't have government officials out there, you know, plowing. And why would I mean, there's no reason we to just don't like, have it. Oh, yeah. Cool. So let's buy 50 more snow plows just in case this happens in ten, another 10 years from now. This I mean, just kind of fucking silly. This just happened to be a freak storm that lasted for four days or some shit. And like let's that. be completely honest. There's a lot of people in Seattle now, especially the last few years, who just aren't used to driving in snow because where yeah. they come from, there is no fucking I snow. Right. I mean, in the Midwest, <laughs> it would snow, a, a, you know, a foot or two yeah. sometimes or seven inches within a few hours hours or whatever else yeah. and I'm like it's all flat yeah you know like yeah. shit we didn't close the restaurant Never. we were like okay cool yeah no Chicago problem. you're in Chicago it Fuck, has, yeah. got destroyed it's with snow it's a joke if you close yeah. you're like shamed you know but here <laughs> shame, it's like shame yeah, shame shame, shame, shame. shame. <laughs> um, but you know over here it's like you know we can get X amount of inches of rain and nobody cares, but you put that same amount in California. And oh, people flat are freaking out. It's a flood. Get the ark. Well, I mean, in, oh, God. In, in Las Vegas, if they were to get rain like this, there'd be I'd flash floods. Die. And then we'd be like pussies. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. But they're not. But Vegas is not equipped for the rain. No, we I are know. equipped for the rain. It's a fucking desert. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're not used to snow. But anyway, what I was, my point was is that, you know, 
it, it's the owner's decision yeah, to totally. whether you're going to open up and force people to come into work. And sometimes it pays off. It's, it's a risk, but you're also, but you're also yeah. risking it by being dead yeah. and having to pay employees to be there, have everything turned on, food ready to go, food prep, yeah. and nobody comes in because nobody's wanting to bear, you know, or literally somebody cracking their fucking head open and dying. That was the my kid, biggest concern. You know, the it's, kid up at UW who who died after falling on ice. Right. Like, do you want that to be your you hostess? You don't want that. Just for to put out one plate of food, you don't want that shit. I'd rather have more people be angry at me and us not being open or them getting their hours and everybody's safe and cool than people worrying about that kind of thing because you have one guest that gets in a car accident on your way to the restaurant and they finally make it in guess what hap- happens they're shook the entire time yeah. you have one employee that can't make it to the restaurant because so and so and so and so they're shook the entire time yeah. or else you get them there and they can't get home what are you going to do then well I, I I actually had friends uh, I have friends who own businesses down in Belltown and uh, I was trapped I got right. trapped downtown and I, I thought I was going to have to pay for a hotel room, which would have been fine, but I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to walk. It was right. like 3.30 in the morning, but I had an, uh, a friend of mine who owns a couple of businesses. She had to pay for hotel rooms. I talked to you. The, There's nothing you I saw, do. I saw the, the bartender at New Luck Toy at uh, Mario's a couple nights ago. He was trapped in West Seattle for four days. <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds there's like one really way. I mean, there's no thing. way to get out there's of there. There's no way to get out. I'm like, ah, damn. He's like, yeah, I slept at the restaurant. I'm like, uh, I mean, it's a cool restaurant to sleep at, to be honest. You lucked away? I mean, yeah. in the back, it's kind of cozy. You can't <laughs> even see outside. Like, you lucked out. I mean, you could have been stuck you at, like, lucked out at New Luck Toy. Best Cafe. I would have killed myself. Oh. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, Best best, uh, best Cafe is for sale? Well, not, Six that, and not, a half mil? Not the restaurant, but the building. The building. Yeah. 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 And they don't own that property, They right? don't own it. No, 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 no. Um, it, you know, and somebody gives them six and a half million dollars or seven or eight, take it and run it. Yeah. Run with it. You know, um, uh, there's a lot of people who get in the sentimental of it um, going never, like never hey, been a big fan I can't get my 13 egg omelet and still you know whatever but it, it, that's what's happening in Seattle you know it, dilapidated buildings are being bought over by developers yeah. and say la vie uh, what are you going to do about it unless you have six and a half fucking million dollars there's really nothing you I, can do. I, I don't I don't, don't want to quote me on this but I think that all all the bars that I hang out with that I help build down in Belltown Rabbit Hole Lava Darcy's all that shorties I think that whole block is up for sale too yeah. it, it, it did I think it's 85 mil Crazy. for that entire block I'll take it um, my friend had looked at, my friend had actually looked into buying the property that Lava Lounge is on and it, the, it, it was the developers or not developers, but the, the property management, the owners of the, the plot listed it as one mm-hmm. and the city listed it way low. So somewhere in the middle, it's, it's actually not what do a you bad, mean like listed it for like assessment yeah. property tax. Oh, that's always different. Yeah. It's was, but it was as far, a guy coming to you from previously off. in the yeah. mortgage world. I can say there's two different things. Um, but that's just something that's happened. My cousin's in studio. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say hi, Robbie? No? No. He's just giving he, you the uh, I haven't seen him in like 18 years. He's <laughs> he's moving to Korea. Uh, he's in the military. But uh, I was walking around the city with him today, and he had a good point. He was talking about over in Europe. It's like, you know, they hold near and dear to their hearts those really, really old castles, churches, and stuff like that. And they don't want to see those things destroyed and torn down. But here in fucking America, it's like out with the old, in with the new. Can I tell you the difference? What's the difference? Build quality. Build quality. Yeah. These places and castles that were built in the 17, 1800s. Withstanding. Fuck yes. Well, if you look rock at stuff lasts that was, a while. Right. But if you go down in Seattle and look at stuff that was built in the early 1900s, it's fucking garbage. Well, not only that, but like, you and, know what? Most of the land that Seattle is built on is fucking garbage. It's literal garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it was so built like, on a landfill. This was this was not like a, this, this was not built with like fucking three, four hundred years difference. in mind. Right. And like, that's the difference. If you had a gigantic castle or a big, you know, brick built 
building that's that could last forever. Yeah. That doesn't happen here. Where it's very new growth, new use, and it's like we look at you can look at a building here, then go to Copenhagen and be like, holy shit, yeah. that's built in the 1500s, and yeah. it still looks amazing, and yeah. I want to hang out there. But here, it's like that shit was built in the 1930s, and it's got lead pipes, and you're gonna die just like <laughs> scraping the wall with paint chips. <laughs> There's asbestos. <laughs> and is that mold? Yeah. Is that black mold? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Fucking man. Fucking dying, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so oh, damn, we got away. We went way off topic. It's, it's I know. been two weeks, man. I know. What we, I mean, there's so much to talk about. We didn't even think about what we were going to talk about today. I was just like, turn on the fucking mics. We're going to talk. So, um, I don't know. With the with the inclement weather, I think. It, it's a risk. It really is. Uh, but but you do need to serve your community. It happens every once in a while, man. It's nothing that lasts forever. It was only a few days that everybody was impacted. It's supposed to be coming back, man. No, you know, even if it does like or that. it doesn't, come it's not going to come back like that. I I'm know with everybody's it, hyping that shit just to like get some clicks and follows. But you click know, bait, really, at the end of the day, it's like it's it won't happen again. It's already we're we're way too past that point. All right, um, Valentine's Day. Yeah, what about it? We know that uh, it's a very stressful time of year for people in the restaurant industry. Um, and I just wanted to touch base and see, you know, what's your thoughts on if is it overhyped about taking your boo thing? So your here's bae there's a couple different out things. To dinner. I've seen a couple different thoughts on this, and you know, people freak out now and, and vocalize this more about the commercialization of holidays. It's a made go, up holiday. Is it something? It fucking definitely it's a hallmark is. holiday. Yeah, there's never anything in the history of time that said, hey, by the way, February 14th. <laughs> that's Get important. your shit on. No, we can all talk about that. It's the same thing with Christmas. It's the same thing with all these other you know holidays that are commercialized to the point of being crazy. As a restaurant and business owner, you better bet your fucking ass off. I'm going to play into it's that. Great. Right. And not only did we do one thing, we did three. Um, so it was, and they all sold out. So what, what can I say to that? Yeah, I think your restaurant definitely would be popping. All yeah, right. it was great. Um, and the, but that, see, well, it, I, you provide an experience. Which yeah, is gonna, it's not like oh, I'm gonna go to fucking McCormick and Schmicks and oh, have no, a no, fucking no. steak yeah, or yeah, whatever. No, f- this is like a, an experience that you're gonna remember because the food is gonna be interesting. Right. And, but you know, at the same time, it's like I'm not gonna sit there and get into an argument about somebody else going the commercialization. I'm like. I run a business. That's how this works. Someone gives me a dollar. I take it. I give them something in return. Yes, that is commercialization. But, you know, on a personal level, it's not something where I'm going freaking out about. (laughs) I know. But my perspective was what I'm looking at it from is that I I think a lot of restaurants jack up their fucking prices. They do. And they make the and they make these these dishes or they make this menu, this specialized menu that is not fucking special at all. No, you know, and they and they play into people being fucking idiots. Not ever, they don't go to fancy restaurants, right? Yeah, I mean, so I, they don't go to fancy restaurants. Therefore, they don't know what a fancy restaurant looks like. Or they go in there and they have this menu, and they're like, "Oh, this is special." It's like that's not really that special. We did well, okay. Three- so time out. Let's define special real quick. Are you talking about different from the restaurant's usual menu, or something yes. that actually yeah, yes. is different? Okay, yes. so we it, used to do that at Cantonetta, and we actually did change up, and we had a you know like, but it's not Valentine's it's not a fucking desserts. special dish. It's, no, it's, it's some like, bullshit that you put on the menu. You put that gold you make, flake on it. Exactly. And make it look <laughs> fucking special. And it's nothing fucking special. It's something that maybe you ran as a special one no, time no, and it no, worked no, really no. well. We did all these goddamn like one time only desserts specifically for well, And them. how special were these desserts? What kind of God, they were fucking heart shaped tarts with that fucking raspberry. Oh, and it probably and they marked and I know, but they marked it up because it's shaped like a fucking heart. Uh, okay, we won't even go fancy. Let's just say you order a Domino's pizza, Eric. Which you're a fan of Domino's pizza, I right? Domino's David Chang's it. Uh, uh, really, what? Domino's? Listen, it's really good. That's not the yeah. fucking point. For everyday order. The fucking yes. point is that it's regularly a ten dollar pizza. Right. They make it in the shape of a heart. 
$25. That's tight. $25. And you You're know what you buying do? the hype. It, you know what you do when you get it? Like, that's all it is. You're buying the hype. Take your fucking lady out to, you should take your lady out to dinner all the fucking time. I know you, you take your lady out you, all the time. When you have the pizza that's delivered and it's a heart shaped, you have a heart on. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah, so stupid. we go out. Yeah, exactly. But we go out like all the time. It's like, that's exactly. the time where we work though. You know, so, uh, okay. Can I, I just, just give don't... an example of what we did. Not to be like, Fucking do what we did. You tell me what you did, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So we did. Okay, we did oysters and champagne. That was the first event. Is at four o'clock. Oh, this is what you did at your restaurant. Correct. Oysters and champagne. That doesn't sound fucking anything crazy. It's a dozen. uh, A dozen oysters and champagne. Fun. It was thirty dollars. Fun. Cool. It's at cost. Just to get people in that want to do it. Then we did Encinice, which is a twenty course tasting menu. All kind of based in things. You know, some things were like all. But you do that all the time. We do no. No, I'm saying you do twenty. You do twenty course tasting. You just did a specific style just for Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. Anyway, it was all different. It was all kind of crazy, and that one was really expensive. But it's it's the same price as it always is. Exactly. And then we did at the end we did a five course dessert tasting menu Mm. where Amy goddamn murdered everybody. My little dumpling. Shout out. Dude, she's killing it. Side note, she's fucking killing it. I love she's incredible. Her. But none of this stuff was out of the repertoire. Or I didn't just say, okay, now this is a $500 thing tonight just because yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know, you're not out to rip people. There off. was supplements that we had, and somebody elected to put truffles on everything. <laughs> it, that's fine. <laughs> truffles, we did truffle fi- slits. You know, 15 of the 20 courses, he had truffles on everything. Jesus, and he was all about it. Um, so, but, you know, somebody who's doing like, oh, today we're going to do this gold flecked yeah, shit yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's fucking that i mean it's like they they charge like uh you know those hand dipped strawberries and they they those, they, they <laughs> jack up the fucking you ever see the ones at like uh the baseball stadium yeah and they're they on the stick, on stick? <laughs> yeah. i was like why are you buying butt plugs but there's like 25 dollars for that they, stick they look butt like plugs, anal beads. Anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> every time i see them i'm like oh god here comes the anal beads in <laughs> section three over there <laughs> for nine dollars oh my god what did, okay so that's a sharp butt i plug. just the it's re- strawberries they go inside easy not i'm not <laughs> shitting on i'm not shitting on valentine's day or like restaurants get your money i'm just saying you, you make people look bad when you put a you make yourselves look bad by other people in the industry when you put a bullshit menu up yeah, and we like know like surf it's, and turf for two and exactly. it's 125 and, and it's, it's like, bullshit and it's like you know we know what the the, the cost of that stuff is. Yeah. And the purveyors don't jack up the prices. They really don't. For they holidays. have that stuff every day. They, exactly. They have that stuff every so day. So why are you fucking strong arming people? I just don't, I I don't just, get it. Yeah. And, and not only that, it's like restaurants that know. So I saw a post by a chef in the city and they, I will say they, so it doesn't sing anybody. Um, and they were like, Oh, Cold I don't out. know what to do. The weather's crazy. You know, it's Valentine's day. Who's going to come out? How much should we staff this thing? What's going on? And the entire time I'm just, every answer was like, sell tickets, sell tickets, sell tickets because it's fucking Valentine's day. Number yeah. one, you know, you're going to get fucking sold Two, You know, if you did sell tickets, you would have been sold out by now. Three, stop trying to get attention to get people to come in your restaurant like that. That's really stupid. Sluts. You can take control of your fucking business, or you can literally just sit there and whine about it. There's know, solutions, I people. Lot, I know a lot of whiners. Sell tickets. I'm a whiner. I complain sometimes. It's fine. It's all good. Sometimes. Fine. Time and place. So, fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but my suggestion would be is don't don't go out on those holidays. Like you don't no, need to celebrate Valentine's rule. Day on Valentine's don't, Day. Yeah, I mean, look, it, the cool thing about it was it was on Thursday, I believe, yeah. and so then you had yes. Friday and Saturday, which plays Bam. more into people's stuff. Shit so slaps. we had people that were like, I don't want to buy that Thursday thing, so I'll buy Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you actually do for Valentine's Day? What did you do with your lady? And we were fucking insanely Slam, busy, dude. Just working. Like I got there at eight a.m. I left at two a.m. Eat some pizzas. 
We did, I got home so late that fucking pizza place was closed. That sucks. Dude. It sucked. That's also something else. I, I, we've stressed this on the show before. You people in the industry out there know this. So I don't need to explain to you. People who listen to the show who are not in the industry is that we don't get to celebrate fucking holidays like that. Even the made up ones. We don't get to celebrate that. If you work in the fucking industry, you don't get to take somebody out for Valentine's Day. Not really. No. So no, I mean you can have like a shift drink or something after, but there's no. You want to meet me for a smoke break? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I would say it's harder in Seattle than any other city because we're such an early night city. Yeah, everything closes at fucking ten, and at max the place is open until like on the weekday till midnight. Unlike other cities like L.A. or Chicago, they're like there's four a.m. bars in Chicago. There's fucking there's been some there's been whatever. some after hours popping up around city. I'd right. like to shout them out, but I just I don't know any of those cool people. I do. Hit me up, dude. I got a couple of them. Okay, but I just don't go out like that. Every no time more. I text you. 2 a.m. and it feels a little weird though. Yeah, you up? It's, yeah, no, right. It's, <laughs> you know where to get some coke. At? What you doing? No, I don't. <laughs> you up? <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to your boy uh, Gordon Ramsay. Authentic what? Gordon Ramsay. Ah, I mean, you know, one more chef stepping. What his the fuck? Dick in a what is? Hole. What's up with the? Okay, so I have recently been feeling kind of bad about how hard I went on Andrew Zimmern. Yeah, because you I don't feel bad Good. about it. You just said you did. Oh, I have been. But be- don't. The reason why I have been is because I keep reading all these articles where all these other chefs are giving him like all these accolades and like big upping him for what he does for because the they're just falling into like the that. fucking and, thing. Man. But I don't understand why. Why are they supporting because him? Because what does he do? What does this, what does dude, he do? All those motherfuckers are in cahoots with himself. It's like Bro Club Five Thousand. Do you ever see all these motherfuckers? Like that circle when, jerk. Yeah, it's a circle jerk. You know when Batali went down, everybody tried to like not fucking oh, yeah, know that they right? were hanging out with and him and whatever. Homies? And they're all fucking homies, man. These motherfuckers are hanging out at food and wine and exactly. all this shit and writing in his book, the foreword and all this stuff. Yeah. Being on his episodes. Oh, and then all of a sudden he d- they find out and they're like I don't know who Mario Batali is that Trump shit yeah. where he's like I don't know who that oh, oh yeah, he's a good guy it's like, I, 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 w- I wouldn't guy. be able to pick him out in the room but then all of a sudden they're like I mean you know it's unfortunate what's happened because they know they're just as complicit in that fucking bullshit yeah. they are just into it just as much so when shit like that happens what do they do I mean, you know, I think he's a good guy. Well, look at I all the stuff. To look him at all the once, other, look at mean, other, Yeah, look at all the other stuff he's done. You can't fucking stand away from that shit. <coughs> he, the person did it. They can yeah. apologize as many times as they want, but you know what? You don't and, need to bring him back in the in the well, fold. And, and let's be clear, we're not equating Mr. Zimmern's fucking racial faux pas with rape or sexual assault. No, I'm just saying it's fucking just as bad because being fucking <laughs> racist, I am, dude. You can't just say that shit isn't as bad or this or qualify it. Being a fucking racist and being an asshole about something and saying something's authentic or not is fucking bad. No, it's, it's not bad. any less. It's just fucking bad. It is I didn't bad. say you raped anybody, but goddamn, it's still bad. You raped my fucking mouth. That bullshit ass food. I'm just, it's just stupid. Everybody has to qualify shit and be like, well, it's not as bad as this. That's the fucking problem. It's a fucking problem because people No, suck. but it, 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 it does have something to do with how we respond to it, though, because Andrew Zimmern, there's still room for Andrew Zimmern to wake up one day and say, okay, you know what? I really fucked up and I apologize for that. And here's what I can do to make amends for this. I can, can open I just say something, though? Chefs. He's a fucking adult. And he's he's not like he's twenty two years old and he should know some better. Dumbass shit. No, he should and know better. And he's well traveled and he's been on TV so and he knows know what's better. going on. He knows the business. He knows what's going on. At a point when you start saying stupid shit like that, you got to go. That person's just a dumb motherfucker. And that's really what it is at the end Possibly. of the day. Because honestly, it's the same fucking qualifying shit that every fucking old white dude gets. Yeah. They get that free fucking pass yep. and it's fucking bullshit. Everybody gets yeah. that Look shit. It this way. If he, it's somebody else, they go, oh, well, no, that's no, man, true. that's terrible. It is fucking true. Dude, other people get, <laughs> get, get, get fucked over and, you know, people say, okay, yeah, you can let them back in. 
People people make mistakes and they get come back. There's some shit you can come back from. There's some things that you can at least fucking Mario Batali's fucking but trying, trying to come back and they're going to fucking allow. He's, he's trying to do sneak attack with brownie recipes. Yeah. yeah. But so fuck Mario <laughs> Batali. Like, it's easy to... to Mario Batali is an easy case. Like, fuck I no, rapists it. are bad. Rapists are like right. the kind of people that get stabbed in prison. Dude, Ken Friedman's are... still making money off yeah. the fucking restaurants he has. And, yeah. no, and nobody's like, okay, there's no stop to it. There's no chill. Yeah, and like for Batali, there should be no chill. He should fucking just be pushed as far right. as possible. Zimmerman at least has a chance to say, okay, I fucked up and here's what I can do to actually make up for that. There's nothing Batali can do that's going to make up for what he did. I get that. They're still just fucked people. Well... What we're trying, the point we're trying to make is that your boy, Gordon Ramsay, is actually saying stupid shit as well. Yeah, saying really stupid shit. Let me, let me, let me. How much, how much of a lack of a self awareness do you have to say, I'm going to open an authentic restaurant? Let me read the quote. When he's had a fucking video of an actual. Asian chef looking at his shit going like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's a good video. Pad thai. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't Pad yeah. Thai. He's like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is that? <laughs> yeah. And you've got the lack of self-awareness to then go, eh, I can do this. Okay, so listen. So he's <laughs> here's his statement, right? I can't wait to open up the doors at Lucky Cat and bring a new flavor of Asian food and culture to Mayfair. I can honestly say there will not be a bad seat in the house. Every table will have a unique view of each guest. Uh, will come away having experienced something sensational, real, authentic Asian food. Whether it be pho- uh, the phenomenal menu, the amazing service, or the stunning look and feel. I have no doubt that Gordon Ramsay... He has make, no Asians working there. I, I have no doubt that Gordon Ramsay makes good food because he does make good Fire food. food. He, he's fire chef. Yeah. He, he's a classically French trained chef and at one time had the most Michelin stars out of anybody G. and he can cook and whatever. That's not the question. That's not the problem. The problem is the messaging, the wording, how you're going about it. That's exactly what Andrew Zimmern had the problem with. It's not that he doesn't know or what he's doing. It's the way he's packaging it and selling it to people and what he's saying and, and, and saying like, oh no, I'm the fucking person that's setting the standard now. No, you're not. No, and, you're not. Yeah, and the, the, and the fact, like I said, it's a lack of self-awareness to be in his position, having seen this and being somewhat media savvy, to not have a fucking light bulb go off in his fucking head that says, this is a terrible well, idea. That, there's, my, there's my question is, how did... How did it make it this far without somebody saying, like, what the fuck are you doing? It happens in this city. There are <laughs> restaurants and restaurant groups but that's easier. that have a Mexican restaurant <laughs> that they run and they own, and it, we're all fucking okay with it. It opens, it gets pressed, nobody says shit about it, but Cantina Lina is still fucking around. Oh. So Shout out to Cantina Lina crew. They're listening. And I don't give a shit. It's the same fucking shit. So somebody's going to be like, I'm going to open a Mexican restaurant. Why not? Thomas Keller did it in fucking Napa recently, and nobody Damn. says anything about it. But it's not, it's not real authentic Mexican. But how the fuck We know it? that. I know that. You Everybody know that. Everybody knows that. It's yeah. just safe for more white people. So if you're in Napa, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to no Mexicans in Napa, the street really. food place down the street? Or are you going to uh, be like, I yeah. just ate at French Laundry yesterday. I have endless money, yeah. and I'm going to check out what he's doing for Mexican food. Yeah, same shit, dude. Yeah, it's a sad. It's, it's not a, saying it's, it's anything sad, bad. It's a sad but situation, but it's just what happens. It's the wording, you know. Totally. Why don't you say Mexican inspired or Latin inspired? You know what I'm or, saying? Or, or call it what it really is. You went on vacation for a week, and now you think you know everything. 
Yeah. Well, clouds. I mean, so I have, I have like, I, I don't know if I've said anything, but I have like a unique, I have a unique opportunity, right? A friend of mine who's a chef who is, lives in Canada is wanting to go down to Colombia and wanting to tour around with all these, all these restaurants. And he wants to write, he really likes Colombian food. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, would you like to come down there with me? Like I can pay for your stay and I'll pay for all the food, but I want to write a cookbook and I just want somebody to come along with me and eat the food and we're friends. And I was like, I don't know anything about fucking Colombian food. I don't even know anything about writing a fucking cookbook. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, but but that's why we're going to go down there and we're going to meet with the chefs and we're going to eat at these local And then we're going to take all their ideas and discover it like we're Christopher Columbus and just cough on people and get them sick and have them killed. That's the thing. That's so that, and so that's my perspective. And that's and I talk about it on this show. You know, and so I feel bad about it. Instead of calling the book about Colombian food, tell him, now I'm modern day Columbus. <laughs> And I'm going to take over your shit and write it the way I want to. So everybody's fine. But I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. And so that there, there is my dilemma. Like I really Where's want the to guy from. He's from Quebec. Why doesn't he do a book about <laughs> Quebec and just fucking chill? Because he likes Colombian food. I he went down there that. and he ate and he liked it and he enjoyed it. So and he wants to go back and he wants to tour and he wants to talk. About, he wants to talk with the chefs. He great. wants to give them like clout I don't know of any shy. really cool books from Quebec. I would love to learn a little bit more about what's going on there. I follow. Why so. doesn't he just try that first and then we'll see where we go from there? But I want to go to Colombia. I understand. Oh, you can go to Colombia anytime. I just want to eat the food. But I, you're going to be complicit in another. I know. How are you going to eat anything with that much cocaine in your face? Exactly. I don't do the cocaine anymore. Yeah, you say Only that. Only on the second Friday. out in Medellin, uh, you're going to be like, okay. It's a whole kilo yeah. for $5? Yeah. yeah. I'll take two. Yeah. Can't feel my face. Um, when I'm with you, and yeah, I this, love it. This, no? I mean, this really, all right. Uh, this really, like, uh, grinds my gears, as Peter oh, Griffin would say. You know what really grinds uh, my gears? I, 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 you know, I've never really said anything bad about Gordon Ramsay, and I really haven't. I mean, we had so last. Did you listen to last week's episode? I, I didn't. Uh, you haven't listened to it? I haven't. So, so we, inter- we interviewed Sean O'Neill, winner of MasterChef. Oh, okay. And he was a great interview. Uh, we talked a lot about weed because it was from Canacon, and he did a weed oh, cooking right. demo. By the way, I had that risotto. I ate a shit ton of that risotto, and it was good. It was al dente. It was fine. It didn't get you high. Did not get me high at no. all. No, but it was all CBD because I couldn't use THC. Oh, that's right. CBD, CBD, CBD. If you want to hear about like the weeds, you know, people talking about here in the city or anywhere else, it's like you'll literally hear CBD a million times. CBD, CBD, CBD. Yeah. Dude, I bought CBD cola at the gas station. See, that's the other what I'm day. saying right here. Well, Cat Cora. I mean, well, Cat. <laughs> look, Cat Cora. She did her cooking demo, and th- she had to emphasize. Oh, fuck it. I mean, I'll sit on the show. Whatever. She's not gonna hear this. Um. She could, she had to emphasize CBD every other sentence because she cannot, her, I mean, I can say it, right? Her clause with ABC, she has a show coming on ABC and she has a morality clause. So she cannot be connected to THC style weed, only the medical side of CBD. And so I mean, if they have a morality clause, why'd they hire her? I mean, she had a fucking DUI, right? Yeah. And she like ran over a bunch of fucking stuff. No, (laughs) Eric, no, she didn't. No, they got, you know, swept down to a thing. Yeah, exactly. But you know, she was an accident. People make mistakes. But that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do morality shit, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, if you're going to talk about morality kind of shit and you're talking about weed, then what's worse? That's fucked up, right? I mean, mean, that's how America is. At the end of the day, it should all be legal. Who gives a fuck? But let's not talk about morality and then have this other shit happening too yeah but that's legal you know i know that you know? for a reason yeah because lobbyists say that you know that's the worst thing in the world and now it's not so much she so was very, she was very sweet she was very nice I she's sure, fucking really. tiny dude she's smaller than you well i okay what does that have to do with it that? was just weird because she's like cuts a very imposing figure yeah i know 
That's pretty rad. I thought I was gonna be more intimidated by her, but I was not. She was, dude. She was totally nice. She was awesome. She was. Her partner was very intimidating. Her manager. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But anyway, Sean O'Neill had some very, very nice things to say about Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Uh, every Did every you see his hot ones episode. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I, I mean, he seems like a down to earth, normal person. He doesn't seem so. This comes out of left field for me. I just feel like the packaging of a restaurant, the PR team or whoever is responsible for putting out the messaging of being authentic and all that kind of stuff. I mean, look, there's people all the time that get on like the Facebook Seattle foodies thing and go, where's the best authentic so-and-so? And you're like, what does that weird mean? What is, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to get at? I don't know what the fuck is up. And you can say that all about, and usually it just stems from ignorance. And that's, that's usually what it comes down What's to. What's the name of the lady uh, on, is it Seattle? met uh what's that girl's name she shouted your restaurant out a couple times Rosen or uh Chelsea Lynn Chelsea Seattle Lynn Magazine. from Seattle Magazine yeah, right uh I think she does a pretty good job she does an amazing job of explaining uh about places and she's very honest with saying like this place they say is authentic but it's not owned by you know or she'll say like not many people know about this place it's a tiny hole in the wall absolutely she, she's very good at explaining and she was she'll be honest and does it fake she said I don't know I haven't been there this is right. what I heard so she, so pretty much what you're talking about is every week Seattle Magazine has an Instagram story thing if you guys follow them it's actually really cool where people send in questions and then Chelsea will get online and answer through stories and answer your questions it's really well done um, but it's I mean yeah if she hasn't been to somewhere she's not going to bullshit you yeah. if she doesn't think it's okay it's not going to make the cut yeah. you know or if somebody's asking for the best of it might be this one but there's other ones as well yeah, and she'll, she'll mention exactly them. say that yeah. and I think that's a lot better than what not press here and see because I think they're really awesome but a lot of the people who are just kind of have the, the Facebook voice or whatever go oh this is good this isn't good this is authentic this is really good and they just need feel like they need to talk yeah well, and they also need to act like they know. Right. And it's like, it's okay. I'm not, in the it's, know. It's okay not to know. You right. know, I, I, I don't, I haven't eaten everywhere in this fucking city. No. Nor do I want to eat every fucking where in this city. No. I'm trying to. There's some that aren't worth it. Exactly. Like but I wait. We talked about this, about waiting until a place opens yeah. up and don't follow the hype train. Don't yeah. follow the fucking hype train. Wait and see how the reviews come back and wait until they get settled in, man. And they, they find their fucking, you know, they find their wave that they're riding. I, don't know. I think sometimes it's good to check them right when they come in because sometimes sometimes it's good to see the evolution from fucking month one to month six yeah. to month 12. Like, because day one and day 365 are going to be completely opposite. And that's what I'm saying. Like being able to see that evolution. And if it's a chef that you have like hope for, or you have trust in being able to see where they take that is kind of interesting. You know, how do they they manage to, to to evolve it into something that's actually sustainable because no restaurant ever stays the same after the first month. I, I mean, I do. I, I kind of do that when it comes to a friend of mine who's like stepped up into a new exec role. You know, they've been a friend of mine. I'm really excited to see what they're doing. Like, like this is theirs. They've taken control of this menu yeah. and it's, and it's like, I'm super fucking excited for them. And it sucks when you go in there and you have such high hopes and it's just not executed well. Yeah. And then in three months when they have an investor meeting, they have to sell burgers and pizzas <laughs> and then it's all over. And yeah. It right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing a scallop dish on here anywhere. Uh, He's like, no nah, man, we just what, have hash browns and French fries. <laughs> where, where's, where's the salmon? Yeah. Have you wrapped any dates lately? Uh, <laughs> the investor told us we have to do steak frites and burgers. So Home we're freak. doing that. Uh, speaking of, who, where did you just get interviewed for? I saw you post something about somebody asked you some questions or something. I don't know. It was something. Don't oh, yeah. Uh, it was Food 52. Food 52. What did they ask you? Uh, like, 
useful and useless kitchen tools. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of people like at I, home. I, I want to feel. I feel like they're listening. They're listening to our show, and then they're calling you and asking you these same know, questions. Maybe. This has happened cool. twice now. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, they uh, they basically said, you know, like what's cool? What do you actually use? What don't you use? And it was basically just like I the use, same thing we talked about yeah, on the show. I use my knife and yeah, the rest of the bullshit. I mean, because I asked you that same exact question. Like, is there any of those tools that you find helpful? That yeah, you, and you're like, maybe you should no. just come up with more questions, and we can be like pseudo, you know. Well, shout out, shout out to Food Fifty Two. Yeah. Shout Catherine, out to Catherine Chelsea Lamb and Chelsea Lynn from uh, Seattle Magazine. I she asked me to ask her a question. I just asked her a question. I said, "Do you want to come on do my podcast about food?" She never answered me. Mm. So fuck you. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> she's so fucking nice, dude. She, she seems. She seems, and I've talked. I know some people that know her too. Yeah, she's great. So shout her out. Uh, shout out Food Fifty Two. And um, anything else we want to talk about before we uh, in this episode? Nope. That was a really long. I know, Keith. Very awkward, Keith. I know. You seem like. Have you been smoking uh, CBD today? CBD, 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 CBD. No CBD today. No, just straight THC, THC, THC. Robbie, do you want to say anything about your? He's been done. Have fun in Korea. He's been all over the place, man. Yeah. I wanted to talk to him about food, but he's a pretty. He's from Ohio. He's from Dayton. Oh wait, there's one more thing I want to mention. I want to shout out the idiot chef on social media who was like, "Gochujang is like the soy sauce of Korea." Oh yeah, that was fucking terrible. What a dumb fuck. What's his name? What's his name? I have no fucking idea. It was like some video that somebody did for for a thing, and I saw I saw Buzzfeed or whatever. Yeah, it's something. And he was like, "Oh no." Oh, and this thing it's like pretty much the same as this I'm like oh Jesus yeah, you're Christ an idiot. what an idiot you're an idiot um, if you guys would like to contact us on social media it's going to be social grill how long steak mister 12 minutes. on Facebook and Instagram Twitter it's going to be at how long steak mister um, if you want to get a hold of me on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or the Tinder and Grinder. I'm on Bumble, dude. It's weak. Oh, that's it's weak sauce, dude. It's really stupid. I, I don't like it. I'm I'm better in you know. I'm not like I'm good in person. I have a buddy of mine that just did the league. He said that one's really good. Like the TV show, the league. Yeah, that, that's he, he's been using it now, and, and like he said, he likes it a lot. Shout out to that. that. Shout out to that girl that tried to hit me up, and I had to shut her down. I was wearing a, a Jay Dilla hat, and it says Dilla on it. Mm-hmm. And this girl goes, "Is that hat short for Quesadilla?" That's actually pretty funny. And I was uh, like, you know what? That's a that's a good opening line. Yeah. You should have been okay with that. No, I was You're like, kind of a dick. <laughs> I was like, no, it's Jay Dilla, no, one I, of the greatest producers no, ever. No, 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 Check you, you your facts. But you had no, no, no. You set yourself up for that one because you were probably like on your little fucking profile talking about how you like food. And no, 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 what? no. And then she's like, that. is that short for quesadilla? I would have been like, that's adorable. It was pretty cool, but shot her out. Uh, <laughs> but you can catch me <laughs> at Bobby Stills on all platforms um, and. Especially PS4, you're trying to catch these hands mm. on any game. Damn. Uh, COD, you want some of that? Check like, me out. I like salted COD. Um, if you want to, uh, questions, comments, uh, critiques, or you just want to argue with me, I'm That's down cool. for that. Uh, you can email us at grillhowlongsteakmr at gmail.com. That's going to be Mr. MR. We also bought a delivery pigeon, so if you want to try that too, it's fine. I just read a really cool like pigeons. article pigeons about are really nice. <laughs> they keep me calm. The you Mike know. Tyson, like the origins of man, the Charles Darwin. You know, like the the pigeon. It's not really the finch. It's the pigeon mm. that that really is the bird that really got him thinking. Le pigeon. Le pigeon. Uh-huh. I don't, yeah. Well, I'll get into that later. Squab. Uh, Eric, tell them how to get squab a hold of on you, my knob. sir. It's a three-six squab mafia. on my knob. <laughs> it's a three-six mafia pop. Don't eat corn squab. on the cob. <laughs> Check in with me. 
Uh, the hostess. Okay. Um, that yeah, is Eric my job. Rivera cooks. I'm uh, I'm playing Forza today. Uh, they I'm playing, playing Forza Four. Uh, the Horizon one. I'm on the island right now. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yes. Eric Rivera cooks all that jazz. Auto Seattle. Addo. Addo Seattle. Um, Silver Restaurant. Silver. Lechoncito. Lechoncito. What's up with that Lechoncito, man? Is it popping off? Yeah, dude. It's great. I've heard. I had some somebody. Some people hit me. I was like, "Yo, dude, I hit up the homeboys on Ballard. It's, it's fire." I was like, "I need to get out there and get one of those fucking sandwiches, man." It's good. Plantain, work- plantain bun? Yeah, the the hibarito. Yeah, hibarito. I'm I'm working on a new one. It's a beef steak sandwich with like smothered onions and beef inside of like a really airy. Top uh, me. Yeah, it's good. Mm, give me it's three. Yeah, it's it's really good. And I wrap it in foil and it smash the fuck out of it and pass it out. It's great. Yo, Rob, you want to give out your socials? People follow you. Can catch some young some chef girls. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Uh, tell them how to get a hold of uh, Soundcasting Network Keith and, uh, you know. Google us on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Soundcastingnetwork.com for all our shows, all your digital media needs. Uh, you better get us while we're cheap because fucking it's going through the roof, man. Shout out to Casey Carter for being a hustler. Yeah, Casey Carter. Shout out to her birthday. Happy belated birthday. Uh, listen to her show, The Glow Up Podcast. It is about entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, being a leader. Being different, thinking outside the box, kind of like Eric does. They should meet. Have they met yet? I don't believe they met. This is six up. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 130 of Grill. How long steak, Mister? There's no more snow, so it's ready, Chef. It's yeah. in the fucking window. That's yeah, all gone. <laughs> Snow's gone. All right, guys. Till next week. Thanks for listening. Grill. How long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.